All right, all is well with Illinois basketball again. They're climbing the AP Top 25. They're back in the Big Ten title chase. Scott Ritchie, what's going right? If you look at it, 2-0 and in the last two games, and that came after one change. It's Jacob Grandison in the starting lineup. All right, Ritchie will dive into the lineup shuffle. He'll talk some recruiting. He'll tell you how Illinois is going to beat Indiana and Wisconsin this week. And this week's podcast, Inside Illinois Basketball, Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management... Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, it's a beautiful Monday morning here in the podcast booth, even with Scott Ritchie. <laughs> I just, my week is just getting off to a great start. I'm sorry, Scott. Why did I go that route? This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News here at the News Gazette with Scott Ritchie, our award-winning basketball beat writer. It is a beautiful Monday morning. Snow on the ground. Scott, Sun's out. Scott went sledding last night. That was neat of you. To, I saw pictures. It was neat. One of those old school sleds with the you know the manual steering on the front. I mean, I'm not opposed to sledding. I, I was not sledding last night, though. You weren't? No. I'm not sure who's sending you pictures. <laughs> okay, it looked like you, Scotty. Big fella going on the hill about 50 miles per hour. We'll talk basketball, though, not sledding today inside of line basketball. And I've been told by sources that Scott Ritchie's new AP Top 25 ballot, which he submitted... Late last night, of course, made public today at 11 a.m., as it always is, is actually spot on. This from my Jerseyville source. Yeah, I mean, I always think that, but one of my followers from Jerseyville said that it looked good and that you should not be too hard on me for this week's pod. I replied that I appreciate the sentiment, but the chances of you going easy on me was pretty unlikely, and he also agreed with that, so... Well, there are certain mistakes you've made. I don't necessarily need to harp on them. Uh, first of all, I applaud you. It took you a few too many weeks to drop Kansas entirely. All right, I tried, I tried to tell you this like a month ago. You know what else I tried to tell you when the season first started? That Michigan State was no good. And yet, <laughs> there you were. Sparty this, Sparty that. Now, you see the light. Well, I mean, I've seen the light for a couple months now. But I was not the only person that thought that, hey, Michigan State, uh, still coached by Tom Izzo, they could potentially be you know, pretty good. Uh, it turns out everyone was wrong. And, uh, everyone? I'll just, I'm, yeah, everyone. Hmm. 
and yeah, they're just they're struggling. And yeah. you know why? Because your favorite college basketball player of all time, Cassius Winston, graduated. Like, turns out he was that team. I mean, as good as Xavier Tillman was, and obviously they had the you know, future pros like Jaron Jackson Jr. a few years ago, Miles Bridges, but Cassius Winston was that team apparently because they are lost without him. Now you mentioned Kansas. I dropped Kansas off my ballot. They still wound up at number 23. So their their fall has not been complete, even though maybe you know it should be. You know, they've lost four of their last five games and their only win in that stretch was TCU, which is average as you know i love my ap top 25 we take it very seriously here at the news Gazette. we've been voters for decades now it seems and uh, richie does do an okay job i guess this week he had illinois 10 here was the big point that i think you got it right you put iowa behind illinois some others didn't I'm not sure where they wound up well iowa only dropped a single spot from number seven to number eight illinois moved up from 19 to 12 and, I don't know, I mean, I just saw Illinois beat Iowa on Friday night. It will sort of indicate to me that in this moment, when I was voting last night, Illinois is better than Iowa. So it made sense to go Illinois 10, Iowa 11. Illinois second place, Big Ten, uh, in position to win this thing still, despite some panicky fans a couple weeks back. Yeah, and I mean... It's really going to come down to what happens with Michigan mm-hmm. because you know they've got the lead in the conference standings right now. Um, One-and-a-half game lead on Illinois currently. Um, and Michigan's not going to play again until they've, I guess in theory, because we don't know for sure, until Illinois travels to Ann Arbor on February 11th. That'll be Michigan's first game back if their two-week sports all sports hiatus is actually just two weeks. Um, so kind of TBD on there, but they'll have missed at least four games, and I'm not sure that they get those made up. There were maybe more winnable games that Michigan has potentially going to miss. So Illinois just, I think, has to just keep kind of doing its thing. Michigan, mm-hmm. the Michigan issue will sort itself out, but I have to keep winning, really, for Illinois to you know, claim that Big Ten regular season title. Big week for uh, Illinois, Indiana, 8 p.m. Tuesday. Scott Ritchie will be driving through beautiful Hoosier State to get there. Is it courtside, maybe? Well, it's not going to be courtside. Okay, where are you going to be? It's a very vertical gym, hopefully not too high up. Yeah, well, it's back to where the media sat when I first started covering the team. And that's um, behind, I guess, the south basket. Okay. In the By all those banners. I think underneath the banner. Well, Swain. Banners on the north end, I believe. So opposite the banners, but not clear at the top of Assembly Hall, which is very, it's very steep point of view. Great story. Back in the early 90s when Bob Knight was still there, I was joined by Bob Osmussen for an Illinois-Indiana football game, and we snuck into the Assembly Hall. Basketball practice was taking part. We climbed to the very top, found an open door. Some light must have shined through when we opened the door. Because as we sat down to watch Bob Knight's practice, a minute later, a unruly student manager came and told us to leave. (laughs) 
or else. Yeah, or else he was going to send up Bob Knight, and you'd have to deal with the coach himself. They busted us. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very different stadium. It'll be weird. Uh, there are fans, correct, for Tuesday nights. They've been fans in, in the past the, couple. I guess there games. should be. I mean, and yeah. I'm not sure if it's just maybe just parents, but you know, limited, severely limited number. Um, don't know how much of a difference that will really. I would say they probably make. bring it because of all the fan bases in the Big Ten, uh, Indiana's without doubt is the meanest <laughs> on site. <laughs> and ask Frank Williams, the poor guy just took a beat down every time Illinois went in there and often won. Yeah, and the way this season has gone, um, even just like the last six games where the well, last five games where Indiana's lost three of them, um, I feel like the Hoosier fans are still unhappy mm-hmm. with Archie Miller. Should be, right? You're Indiana. You should probably be winning a lot more. I mean, that's their expectation. And, I mean, he's recruited pretty well. He's got the best player in the state of Indiana in the last, I think, every class he's had. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a little shock of smart going on there at Texas. It's just taking him too long to get where he needs to get. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to get the the reprieve that Shaka got last year. Right. Um, anyway, congratulations to Scott Ritchie. This um, is me being nice again. You got the prediction right for the Iowa game, uh, almost to the point, right? It was pretty close. Uh, Good job, finally. Somewhat close, but yeah. yeah, I did pick Illinois to win. So you'll pick Illinois to beat Indiana for sure? Yeah. Okay, and then beat Wisconsin on Saturday? Probably. And maybe you're on your way back. It's going to be really dependent on you know the team. Like winning. Trent Frazier's jump shot, it's back. Yeah, he was... Uh, that was shades of freshman year Trent where I mean I don't I didn't forget that, you know, he could be a, a real offensive weapon. Um I think maybe some fans did or longed for those days and wondered what was happening. But I mean he has shifted, you know, his game to you know, accommodate Io Sumu and Kofi Coburn. I mean those two guys became kind of the centerpieces and he, you know, found a way to still be productive around it. But yeah, twenty four points Against Iowa, that was huge. Um, what got lost in that a little bit, simply because you know it was his best offensive performance in some time, was he put the clamps on Jordan Bohannon, and you know Bohannon was two of six from the field, missed shots late with Trent on him that would have you know kept. I, mean, I guess Iowa still in the game, but could have shifted you know the the result. Um, well, what stood the most to me was I mean Trent. Obviously, hit some threes. That's what he does. But like, he got to the rim and finished. And against Iowa Zone, that was a big deal. And he did exactly what Illinois needed to, him to do offensively. Big giant picture in your Saturday News Gazette print edition had Trent Frazier with a layup. Right? When's the last time we saw that? Usually, it's a a three. Yeah, I mean, the thing about that is like he made all four of his two point attempts, and he hadn't made four two pointers since the 2018-19 season, the overtime game in the Big Ten tournament against Northwestern. That was a long time ago. I mean, March 2019. Nearly two full years. Hey, just think if he comes back next year. How many records, points? Well, I mean... Limitless. It'd be interesting to see like where... Well, what, 
interesting to see where he winds up on all-time scoring list after this year because, I mean, it, it thought, topped 1,000 last season, you know, We'll, you know, have a pretty good spot regardless. But yeah, if he uses his bonus year, I mean, that could be uh, could wind up with an impressive career. Although, I mean, I don't know. Do you put an asterisk next to it because he got five full years mm-hmm. without it? I mean, it's a lot of asterisks. This is yeah, have I to put it on the uh, nation. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't. You'd have to put an asterisk on everything, so maybe you put it on nothing. But what do you think? Does it come back? I just don't have any good feel for it. I mean, he's. A, Guy that could go make some money playing in Europe. I mean, I don't think. I mean, I think that's where he's most likely to wind up in a professional basketball capacity. So, I mean, it's kind of up to him. I mean, he either continue going to school and play college basketball or go get paid and, you know, start your professional career, get that clock going, get that money coming in. Got to weigh, got to weigh both of those. So, we'll see. I mean, he's not. We've kind of asked around it a little bit, but he's not really focused on All right. what's next quite yet. Fun game Friday night. Uh, fun game uh, for Illinois. Uh, watching the Iowa coach uh, afterward uh, respond or not respond to certain questions asked uh, by the media. Yeah, Always I mean, fun. It's sort of just classic Fran. Mm-hmm. Um, very short answers, and I mean, is maybe trying to get a cross his displeasure at the officials by doing so, but uh, he was doing that in the game where there was sort of a, a confusing moment where it looked like he had called a timeout, but he was really just, I guess, just signaling to the officials that Illinois should be getting you know, teed up for delay of game um, issues after a make, uh, but got pretty good distance out onto the court to make that point, and uh, it was a dead ball, so I guess he could, but yeah, Iowa was playing six on five at times, because Fran spent an awful lot of time actually on the, <laughs> the playing surface. Uh, again, they don't play again in the regular season, maybe in the Big Ten tournament, wherever that will be at, if it will be at. Yeah, I mean, I, there's really no clarity. I mean, it's scheduled for Chicago currently. There's been some reported discussions of moving it to Indianapolis to get into the, I mean, it's not a bubble, but more controlled environment of the NCAA tournament. Um, also, I mean, some thought of, do you want to play the Big Ten tournament and risk someone on the team through whatever means getting COVID and that knocks your team out of the NCAA tournament? Because from everything I've sort of read from Dan Gabbitt, who's essentially the basketball czar of the NCAA, the the timeline of starting the tournament is not you know, a movable thing. It's going to start when it starts, and if you you have a team that made it and you can't play because of positive COVID tests, then tough. So I think there will be some real discussion here this month to figure out what the plan is and if the Big Ten tournament is worth the risk. Maybe you just take that extra weekend and uh, play the makeup games that we're, we're losing left and right here and uh, call it a day. We'll see. Hey, um, back to your top 25. All right. I told you, I'm, uh, besides watching the Houston Cougars 
and their 17th ranked team play yesterday. That's where I have them. Well, I but mean, go ahead, keep ranking them fourth. Item four, they're still okay. they're five. All right, other mistakes in Richie's poll. Okay, okay, this ain't football, so I don't know what Ohio State's doing at at seven. Well, they're playing pretty good basketball. Okay, just, just to to wind up that high. Right. I mean, the thing was like mm-hmm. there were so many losses by top twenty five teams, top ten teams. Ohio State at seven. They've won six of their last seven games. Mm. Good job. Including that includes wins against Illinois and Wisconsin. That I was, told you Purdue is probably the best team in the Big Ten. In a weird way, they're not going to win the Big Ten, but they bounced back and took. Goldie to the woodshed over the weekend. Well, yeah, because Minnesota can't win on the road, okay. as it turns out. Um, I mean, I guess they they technically can. What's wrong with Missouri? Well, there's nothing wrong with them. They lost to Auburn. Yeah. Was Chuck Person have a, a big game? Well, here's the your old school moment. Yeah, Charles Barkley came out of okay. retirement to play. Um Here's the thing about Auburn. Was well, uh, Chuck Person's nickname? Very inappropriate now, I think. Gun related. The rifleman. Yes. Yeah, the rifleman. I was gonna say sharpshooter, but that was just that was too, too basic. Um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Thing about Auburn, I mean, they're they're ten and eight, but they're four and three, so just a little bit better with Sharif Cooper, who's their stud freshman, who was. Not eligible for a while, and yeah. then became eligible in the new year. He's really good, um, and he had 28 points against Missouri, 18 of 21 at the free throw line. So Missouri's problem apparently is they foul too much. Um, yeah, I don't know that. Missouri okay. went one and one last week. They're fine. Well, they're way better. They're, they're dropping. Well, that's what happens yeah. when you lose. All right, just asking. Don't get touchy. Well, it's I had some Texas. I had a Texas fan at least come after me. It's like because I dropped them because they lost and other teams won. That's my prerogative as a voter. We're encouraged to make bold moves when there's wins and losses. And uh, he he his complaint was, well, the coach was not there because Shaka Smart has tested positive for COVID and three of their best players didn't play. I was like, well, okay, that's this season. Did you win? No. So deal. Mm. All right. But huge jump for Oklahoma. Beat two top ten teams. Playing better than Ohio State, I would say, right now. But right. I have Oklahoma ranked ahead of Ohio yeah, State. I'm just saying. Lon Kruger's got it going on. Yeah, the, We mentioned this last week how fresh he looks. He's happy. But, you know, it's easier to feel good when your team is winning. And their last three games they've beaten Kansas, Texas, and Alabama. So that's three pretty legit wins. They also beat Kansas State. That doesn't mean quite as much. You know who else is playing well, Scott Ritchie? The Fighting Illini. All right? Again, as we discussed, Big Ten titles certainly within reach. This after a uh, wrong turn a couple weeks ago. Yeah. What needs to happen, Scotty, in your mind, to, to keep these good vibes flowing? Well, winning would be a, a good first start. Okay. Good first step. Thank you. Um, I don't know, it'll be interesting this week because they have two games this week in, in what should be a, a busy February into March if they can get their two postponed, postponed games rescheduled. But I mean, if you look at it, 
they've played one game a week, seems like forever. Um, but, I mean, they've got to go to Indiana and win, I think. I mean, that's a, it's not a must win, but it's a probably need to win. And I think they need to to win at home on Saturday against Wisconsin. That sets up, you know, that showdown at Michigan where Illinois can further narrow that gap with the Wolverines for the the top spot in the Big Ten. But it's a fairly favorable finish after that Michigan game. We got Northwestern, at Minnesota, which has proven difficult for some teams. Um, Then Nebraska, another game, Wisconsin-Ohio State. But also Nebraska again and Michigan State if those games get rescheduled. So you got to like kind of how the the end of the season shapes up for them just in terms of getting the wins they're going to need to win the Big Ten. All right, what went right in the adjustments made by the coach? Well, the shift to put Jacob Grandison in the starting lineup, um, Illinois is now 2-0 and with that happening, and he, he had the best game of his still rather brief Illinois career uh, against Iowa. 11 points, 10 rebounds, played 30 minutes, which is season high. Um, had a couple steals off inbounds plays. I mean, he... he Filled that Demonte Williams role better than Demonte has over the last couple games. Um, just making the hustle plays, rebounding obviously has been a big thing. So that's worked. I mean, Trent Frazier obviously getting going offensively was a big thing. Most notably, though, after a few games of you know where Io was still good, like he tapped back into that. Okay, I'm the best guard in the country mode. Against Iowa, especially early. I mean, 19 points in the first half um, set the tone for Illinois. Um, and that's the type of performance Illinois could use from him all the time. Like, he is one of the best guards in the country. I mean, there's some other pretty good ones, but he's certainly in that mix. And it's okay to play like it. All right, 8 p.m. Uh, Tuesday, Richie will be there. Follow along at com. Love your good morning, Illini Nation. 6 a.m. every day for like 12 years now. Sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. This portion of the podcast is meant to make us all feel old. On Sunday, Quinn Richardson turned 60. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Wednesday, Derek Holcomb turns 63. I mean, I feel less old than you do with those. All right. I'm really feeling old. Ed Bond's feeling old. Ken Dilger, football guy, 50 on Tuesday. Happy birthday, Mr. Dilger. I mean, I remember him more, I mean, not really at Illinois, but just more of his NFL. I guess made the tail end of his NFL career. Solid. Good guy. Good tight end. Yeah. All right, uh, Wisconsin uh, uh, took a whooping at Penn State over the weekend. Didn't look particularly good. Uh, not too long ago, they lost by a, about 100 at Michigan. <laughs> Again, not looking very good. What's wrong with the Badgers, and is it a cakewalk on Saturday? Not a cakewalk, but, I mean, Wisconsin's a weird team because, I mean, they they're – Easily the most experienced team in the Big Ten. I mean, they start five seniors. Uh, Demetric Trice, another point guard. 
I'm pretty sure he's 24 years old. No lie. Truth. Hashtag. So, because me, he redshirted um, mm-hmm. back as a true freshman. So they've got all this experience, but there are more talented players on other teams. You know, they sort of re- rely on that experience, the Wisconsin system. They're going to try to grind out you know, a win. Um, they have really good defense. The offense is not bad, but if it's not on, they can, they can get in trouble. All right. it's, just, it's just a I got two weird Wisconsin good stuff. Team. Hey, uh, give me your power poll, uh, your top three Illinois players, which we update every week. I got a, I got a suspicion we might have a new number three. Well, I think it's just, it's going to be a full shuffle. Um, I would assume we're back in the top spot. Okay, all right. You had Kofi there last week, if I, I remember. Um, Trent is going to jump to number two. I just got a text from Kofi. In fact, not thrilled. What is Richie thinking, as it says? Or is that Ed Bond texting me? Well, Kofi's still going to slide into the third spot. Although, Jacob Grandison on his heels. Because he, Grandison had the double-double against Iowa. Kofi, for the first time in a while, just missed. Um, but he's still pretty good. And, I mean, he had a a job to do against Luka Garza. And Illinois held Garza under 20. That does not happen very often. And got him in foul trouble. And as physical as Luca Garza is, like he had to put in an effort to get those 19 points against a guy that can match him on a physicality stage. All right, uh, high school basketball in Illinois, back. Tuscola, Bismarck, Henning kicking off the state's actions with games Friday night. Tell me this. Do coaches go out and watch games now? Can you? No, you just can't. It's I mean the recruiting dead period is going to go through April, so there's no okay. going to see anyone or bringing them to see you. Um, Brett and I did talk about this a little bit this morning, though. Um, they're recruiting. I mean, it's all you know. It's either watching a live stream of a game when they can or a replay. Obviously, if you know the the timing doesn't work, where Illinois just used Tuscola as an example. Jalen Quinn doesn't have an offer yet, but he's been on Illinois' radar for a couple of years. Illinois and Tuscola play at the same time. Maybe Illinois coaches go back and check out some of the, the game film, but it's all video, and it's not Brad Underwood's favorite, but that's sort of you know how they're limited right now. Hey, great to see the kids back in action. Uh, games, the schedules will pick up. Did a lot of uh, state stars move? I mean, there have been some, for sure. Uh, I guess maybe the biggest name was a sophomore point guard, Jeremy Fears, uh, played at Juliet West last year, you know, started at point for what might have been state title contender for sure. Um, he went to La Lumiere where he's not playing perhaps as much as he would have at Juliet West, but he was playing, you know, this season. And the thing about, you know, said of Illinois getting back in action, high school basketball wise, it's not the whole state. Um, Chicago Public League is not going to be playing right away, and that's where a number of Illinois targets you know, have their basketball home. So they're they're still in wait-and-see mode, unfortunately. But, I mean, it sort of is what it is in a pandemic. So 
All right, special treat for Scott Ritchie. We're going to let him out of the podcast booth a little early today because he's got to pull double duty. Uh, he's got to talk Illinois football with Matt Daniels in, uh, in their podcast because uh, Colin Likas out snow skiing somewhere had the audacity to take some time off despite my just utter distaste of vacations. Yeah, well aware of that. <laughs> but I'm here, you know, because can't really leave during basketball season. Good job, Scott Ritchie. Again, it's been a very positive 30 minutes I've spent with you. I feel better about myself and about you. Yeah, I mean, still gave me the business for mm-hmm. Houston. Getting better. All right, once they play somebody, up. maybe I'll <laughs> agree with you. I think we, we discussed this in our uh, production meeting, which was just mm-hmm. the two of us walking from the newsroom to the <laughs> podcast booth. Um, Houston did beat Texas Tech. Yeah, I don't remember that. Well, it happened. This is the truth. I texted Richie during the SMU game yesterday. It said Houston had a certain Wren Lake look to them. Which Take I mean, that as you will. I mean, my knowledge of Wren Lake basketball is slim, but I'm pretty sure I'd take Houston. All right. Didn't mean that, Coach Sampson, really. I just, I'm not a believer. I'm going to right. email him a link to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, Scott Ritchie, enjoy the week. Uh, pick up your print edition. See if Ritchie can extend his prediction record winning streak to two. <laughs> with a, with a, it's two really a streak. A season yeah. high two, yeah, I should sure say. That might, no, I, 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 my season high is at least three because I had those first three games uh, to start the year. Hey, pat yourself on the back, Scott Ritchie. All right, we'll see you next week.